You are listening to the sermon podcast of Covenant Presbyterian Church. We are a community in Madison, Wisconsin, who gathers to worship, to learn, to serve, and to grow together in God's love. Please visit us online at www.covenantmadison.org, where you can find information about Covenant Ministries, as well as links to our online worship services and sermon podcasts. It happened just the way Abraham's servant had hoped. He prayed that God would send the right young woman to the well, the young woman whom God was calling to be the wife of Isaac, Abraham and Sarah's son. And it was me, Rebecca. I went to the well to draw water, and this man whom I had never seen before asked if I could have a sip of water. Naturally, I gave him some, and also offered to water his ten camels, for they all looked as if they had traveled a very long distance. To make a long story short, I learned that I was the answer to this man's prayer, that God had chosen me to be the wife of Abraham and Sarah's son, Isaac. So it was that with my family's blessing, I went with the man and traveled some 500 miles to marry this man whom I had never met. I know that must seem very strange to you, but arranged marriages were the norm back then, and I want you to know that I went willingly. When we got to the Negev and when Isaac saw me, he brought me into his tent. He took me, and I became his wife. And he loved me. And I made him happy, even so shortly after his mother Sarah's death. I wish I had known Sarah. It would end up that she and I had some things in common, and I would have liked to have been able to share our stories together. We heard that Abraham took another wife after Sarah died, and she bore six children. Six children, and here it had taken so long for Sarah to bear one child for Abraham. Isaac and I built a companionable life together. Oh, we occasionally had our differences of opinions, as all partners in marriage have, but we built a good life a loving life together. The years passed. The years passed, and I, too, like Sarah, had difficulty conceiving. Twenty years into our marriage and no children to show for it. Oh, how I wished I could speak with my mother-in-law, Sarah, 
But Isaac, dear Isaac, prayed hard to the Lord because I was barren. And the Lord answered Isaac's prayer. After a while, I conceived. But oh, it was a difficult pregnancy. The children struggled together within me. They were fighting with each other before they were even born. I was in such agony that I cried to the Lord, if this is the way it's going to be, why go on living? And the Lord answered my prayer, just as the Lord had answered Isaac's. God said to me, Two nations are in your womb, two peoples butting heads while still in your body. One people will overpower the other, and the older will serve the younger. I was to have twins, and God told me that contrary to the usual pattern of family relationships which privileged the firstborn, In my case, the firstborn would end up serving the younger child. After a time, I gave birth. Our first boy came out reddish, as if snugly wrapped in a hairy blanket. We named him Esau because he was so hairy. His younger brother followed, his fist clutched tight to Esau's heel. So we named him Jacob, which means heel. Now, raising two boys, two boys close together in age, even if they aren't twins, some of you know what that can be like, it's not easy. And I was no longer a young bride, and Isaac was 60 years old. But the babies became toddlers, and then young boys, and the years continued to pass. When the boys grew up, Esau became an expert hunter, an outdoorsman, while Jacob was a quiet man preferring life indoors among the tents. The story that you read in your Bibles says that Isaac loved Esau because he loved his game, but that I loved Jacob. I will speak up and say that I think we each loved both of the boys, but I will admit that there was a special relationship between Isaac and Esau because they loved to eat the game that Esau brought home. And I had a special relationship with Jacob because, just because of a mother's love. The years continued to pass. Once when Jacob was cooking a stew, Esau came in from the field and he was really hungry. Esau said to Jacob, give me some of that red stew, I'm starved. Jacob said, make me a trade. My stew 
for your rights as the firstborn. Remember that God had told me while the children were still in my womb that the elder would serve the younger. Esau was so hungry that he sold his birthright to Jacob. The years continued to pass. There were years of plenty and times of famine. And so we had to move around to where we could live a sustainable life. And the Lord continued to be with us wherever we went. Isaac and I grew older, as did the boys. When our sons were about 40 years old, and Isaac had become an old man and was nearly blind, I overheard Isaac asking Esau to go and hunt food for him and to prepare a meal so that Isaac could give Esau the blessing that was due to the firstborn son before Isaac died. Again, remember that God had told me while the children were still in my womb that the elder would serve the younger. So I came up with a plan. Based on that word that I had received from God while I was pregnant, I told Jacob to pretend to be Esau so that Jacob could receive the blessing. I had Jacob go and kill two of the best goats, and then I prepared a fine feast just the way Isaac liked it best. Jacob was rightfully concerned that he wouldn't be able to pass himself off as Esau because Esau, remember, was very hairy and Jacob had rather smooth skin. I solved that problem by covering Jacob's hands and the back of his neck with the skins of the two young goats that had been killed for the feast. And I had Jacob wear Esau's clothing so that he would both feel and smell like Esau. So Jacob, disguised as and claiming to be Esau, brought Isaac's favorite foods for him. And though Isaac was puzzled by hearing Jacob's voice, Isaac did indeed give to Jacob the blessing that was due to the firstborn. And Jacob was promised success and wealth and the service of his brother Esau. You can imagine how angry both Isaac and Esau were when they discovered that Isaac had been tricked and that Jacob had received the blessing due to the firstborn rather than Esau. Cheated out of the blessing that was rightfully due him, Esau was furious and asked Isaac to bless him as well. But you see, Isaac couldn't do that. Words had power. And once a blessing had been given, you couldn't take it back. I had told Jacob how to steal the blessing. Remember, 
that God had told me while the children were still in my womb that the elder would serve the younger. I was fulfilling God's plan. But alas, in doing so, I would lose the presence of Jacob in my life. Knowing that Esau's anger at Jacob was real and that Jacob was no longer safe at home and needed to get far away from his brother's wrath, I suggested to Isaac that he send Jacob off to search for an acceptable wife, not in the land of Canaan, but in the land of my brother, the land from which I had come. Now, you may think that I am a conniving, controlling, manipulative woman. And you may disapprove of what I did. You may think ill of me because I tricked my husband Isaac and I helped one of my sons steal the other son's blessing. But remember what God had told me when I carried both of those sons in my womb, that the elder would serve the younger. Perhaps you think that I should have just come out and told Isaac about God's plan and let Isaac figure out how to give the blessing to Jacob. But what if Isaac didn't believe what God had told me? Or if Isaac had been jealous that I had received the message from God instead of him and therefore ignored it? But God had spoken to me, a woman. And why should I not help fulfill God's purpose? Can you not accept that I was acting in partnership with God? That perhaps God had chosen me to be the one to fulfill God's intention that the older son would serve the younger son? I didn't have the power to give the blessing to the son whom God had designated. Only Isaac could do that. And Isaac didn't know God's plan because God had spoken to me and not to him. I admit that I deceived Isaac, but I didn't have many options because I lived in a time and a place where the faith and the opinions of women were usually silenced. I did the only thing I could think of in order that God's plan could be fulfilled. So there's my story. Fault me if you will, but hear my voice. I helped to fulfill God's plan. Wouldn't you have tried to do the same? Shouldn't we all try to understand and then fulfill God's plan? to use the abilities and the gifts and whatever we have so that we can help to usher in God's plan? I was lucky. God spoke directly to me when I was pregnant with those boys. 
I understand that God may not speak directly to you, but for heaven's sake, for heaven's sake, let us keep listening for the word of God, learning and listening together. In your own day, you know that it is be- that, that is best done in community as we share ideas and perspectives, as we balance one another's thoughts, as we hear each other's voices. That wasn't available to me in my day. So my prayer for you is that together, in community, and in faithful reflection, you will have the courage and the voice to help accomplish God's plan in the world. Let it be so. Amen.